right, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dreaming in F Minor. Super, super happy this week to bring you a good friend of mine. Um, she's an actress. She's a singer. She's a wildly talented performer. She's a writer, producer, um, an amazing human being. Elaine Hayhurst is with us today. I really, really think you're going to enjoy this this episode especially those of you in the um, acting world, up-and-coming actors. There's an insanely amount of invaluable insight from someone who has worked very, very hard in the performing arts industry, and I think you're going to get a lot from it. Before we get to that, though, just let me tell you real quick about Simple Equations Media. We are a full-service audio and video production company located here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pre-production through post-production, we can help you out. Just this last weekend, we were out covering an entire psychedelic festival here in Las Vegas, Nevada, which was extremely fun. It was called Meet Delic. Um, two weekends before that, we did the 48-hour film festival. We created a, a short film in 48 hours. From creation to completion. So we do it all. Um, if you need music recorded, we can do that for you as well. ADR, voiceover fully, whatever you need, we can absolutely help you out. Also, make sure to check out Dreaming in F Minor on Facebook and Instagram, both at Dreaming in F Minor. You can head over to the Patreon. Soon, I will be uploading a lot of bonus content there. So it'll actually give you a reason to support me in a financial way outside of just listening to the episodes and supporting me that way. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Any support would be absolutely appreciated. Before we get into this, for some reason, my voice decided to not cooperate this evening. So my voice cracks about a half a million goddamn times in this episode. So uh, be aware of that. But uh, other than that... Um, I think it's a really, really amazing episode. Um, Elaine is, is, is an incredibly talented person and an incredibly insightful person, and I think you'll get a lot from it. So, without further ado, Elaine Hairst. All right, welcome everybody to the interview portion today. Very, very excited to bring you Elaine Hayhurst. How are you doing? So good. How are you? Really good, really good. Thanks for uh, thanks for getting on this call. I know that you have a little bit of craziness going on at your house, so we're we're going remote with this interview. But uh, but uh, yes. yeah, I, I just appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate you. I've not been socializing with anyone besides my fiance Marty for the past week. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> had a little COVID spell in the house. Yes. Yeah. Not well, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> luckily. But everybody's yeah. everybody's healthy, so that's good. Yeah, yes, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, um, for those listening that that don't know who you are, just give us a little rundown of uh, who you are and what you do and all that. Okay. Um, I am an actress, a singer, a performer, improviser, writer, just kind of like jack of all trades. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people that are that are listening are probably going to know you from uh, your most recent venture, I guess I would call it, with uh, Mr. Mr. Amazing in your uh, Zany Laney moniker. Is that, is, yes. that, is that right? Is that the right name? Yeah. 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 Um, that seems to be doing quite well. You've had <laughs> some pretty good success with, with some of your videos on there. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit more about that, because we had Wes on here, and, you know... Cool. Um, so, so, uh, that was super interesting to hear about. So I just was curious about kind of your experience with that network and how all that's gone. Yeah. So, um, the network is under a man named Rick Lax, Rick Lax Productions. And, um, the primary output is Facebook, but it's also TikTok and other, um, kind of social media content banks, places. Yeah. And, um, yeah, um, I guess it's really making videos for entertainment for the masses. I think 
um, a lot of pranks, a lot of heartwarming stuff and also, you know, some funny stuff. And, um, I kind of came on like in a, in an apprentice situation in July. And then okay. August was my first month that I put out videos on the Mr. Amazing page on Facebook. Mm. And yeah, my first month was great. I had, um, three videos that were all over 5 million views. And one awesome. was like 100 and 140 million views, like my wow. first video that we shot, basically. Wow. Or my wow. Sec second one, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, my voice is cracking there. I remember when <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember when you first started when you first started doing it, um, all of a sudden it was like. You know, because I mean, I try and support, you know, all my friends and everything, you know, so I follow pages and, and all that good stuff. And it seemed like I just started seeing you pop up like crazy all over the place. Did it just like come on super fast? Like and you were just yeah. in a bunch of videos? Or? Yeah, it was. It, you know, I think from joining and then starting to work with um, not just our team under Adam Trent, who's awesome, um, with Wes and Allison and myself, now Elijah um, and his girlfriend, MC, um, but working with other people too, to kind of, um, starting out, taking in their styles and how they do things. So it did feel like, yeah, suddenly it was kind of in a bunch of videos that were all over the internet mm. and it's really cool and interesting to be connected with, I guess, like this whole team of content creators because, um, I don't know that for myself being an actor and going project to project or, um, you know, creating my own work too, that like, actually this is pretty structured in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are shooting like multiple videos a day sometimes, right? I mean, it's like, go, go, go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say it could be like six to eight videos a day. That's or insane. even some people are some people are up in the ten and ten plus. Mm -hmm. And these videos they range. I mean, they're they're they range in length quite a bit. Some of them get a little bit on the longer side, right? And you're still shooting yeah, this much stuff and editing and and all this stuff. Yeah, that's been something I think that people have been experimenting with um, on Facebook in the last month or two. Is mm -hmm. um, probably that platform, especially because I feel like it is made for longer content, yeah. but, um, yeah, having more long form stuff, you know, in the 10 to 20 minute range and seeing if that holds people's attention. And I think yeah. it's interesting where that's going to go. I feel like, Hey, snowflake, snowflake. Sorry. She's like, that's my right. mom's 18 year old poodle is like trying to go in the closet in here oh that's right yeah let's 18 years old let's not do that i mean let's... i know we were like saying <laughs> like we think she's um like sort of like losing it at some points like we're like mm. oh i don't know if she can hear us or she's like dementia sets in and then she <laughs> it's funny mm. she like will like wander out in the street and be like looking back at us like who are you? And then she's like really? trying to like get away from us. We're oh, like, wow. we're your family. Come yeah. back. <laughs> she got a little Alzheimer's to her. Yeah, I think oh, so. It comes and goes. Yeah, that's pretty old but, for a dog. Um, that's pretty old for a I dog. I know. We're, I was saying she's like, she's the Titanic up in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm also, yeah, hoarding dogs part time. So that's all right dogs are cool <laughs> yeah yeah but um it, it seems like a it seems like an interesting uh experience to be involved in for sure and something really, that i yeah and yeah. something that i kind of talked about with wes a little bit it, it's you're gaining so much experience every single day is, is yeah. which has got to be super rewarding you know because you're just you're it, pumping these videos out it is i mean i think like for me coming from the background of like my first kind of love is musical theater and mm -hmm. and then also you know theater theme parks tv commercials it's like you're always waiting for someone to give you 
that opportunity that you're like, yeah. I know I can do this. And then kind of in this realm, you're like, what would I love to play? Mm. And then you can kind of, you know, go from there. That's and nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Pretty, li pretty liberating, I'm sure, in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. You, know, where you can just, you can really um, take your creative energies and, and really do it in a way that you want to. You know, really yeah. channel those energies in a way that um, is very specific to you. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. But getting into that a little bit, I definitely wanted to talk about your history. You spent a lot of time, you know, obviously, you know, you're, you're a great actress. Um, we've, we've had the chance to work on some things together. Um, but you spent a lot of time with Disney, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, various characters at Disneyland. Is that correct? Yeah. If I make it to May of next year, um, that'll be my 10 years. And I wow. just came back from furlough, um, a few weeks ago. I had been on furlough through the whole pandemic. Mm hmm I started in the characters at Disney. Um, I was friends with some of the Disney villains like Cruella DeVille and Maleficent. Okay. And um, then about three years into my career there, I moved into the union stage shows. Okay. Um, yeah. So from there, like my main show that I did for about three and a half years was in Cars Land. And um, it was called DJ's Dance and Drive. And we we're vintage diner waitresses that came out and had a dance party with the car named DJ. Oh, nice. Um, the title says it all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> really on the nose there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also did Black Widow in their stunt show the last yeah. time they had, um, the first time they had it in 2017. And I've hosted Food and Wine. And... Um, I did all the entertainment workshops, kind of um, showing the stuff of what Galaxy's Edge was going to be hmm. for Star Wars. Yeah. I got to be the bride from the Haunted Mansion for the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, wow. Cool. Kill, killed my husband's. And um, then right before the pandemic, I learned the Green Army Patrol, which is a show with Sarge from the Green Army from Toy Story and then yeah. three other Toy soldiers and uh those are three drummers and then the sergeant is kind of an actor that runs around and leads the show hmm. so i learned that right before the pandemic and that show's been around like 13 years and i was the first woman to ever perform in it oh wow <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah it was cool so so yeah i just came back from furlough so i'm like subs subbing in on that show sometimes Nice. So is so you said you were kind of friends with some of the villains. Is that that's kind of how mm -hmm. you got into the whole thing? Yeah, my first one was um my friend, of course, not me. Um <laughs> was uh Cruella Deville. Nice. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Um how how is like how is performing live like that? Cause I, I'm not I'm not an actor or anything. Um, what's kind of the differences between performing live like that, but then it, in comparison to performing, you know, in a film? Yeah. Well, it's a big difference. I feel like it's mm -hmm. even a big difference from like proscenium theater, um, which was kind of was mainly what my background was before that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of traditional musicals, the curtain comes up, the picture's all inside the stage or, yeah. you know, plays like that too. Um, the, I would say though, that where the theater stuff kind of translated into that is like the performance is really big because it's a cartoon world, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, the makeup and the costume are so exaggerated. Um, yeah. And then, of course, like film is like, I mean, I think I'm still breaking habits that I have from theater and from performing in theme parks. You know, when I do films is like the notes that I always got kind of when I started training in that in about like 2014, which I think is around when I met Wes, too. We mm -hmm. met in a um, TV acting class in L.A. OK. Is, um, you know, you don't move your face a ton. Everything is so much smaller and you're just 
thinking the thoughts about what's happening and people are seeing it in your eyes. And if you're choosing Mm. a movement of your head, it has to be like a lot more subtle because everything is just so much, um, you know, it's just such a different medium, the way that they're Mm. looking at your face versus looking at like a picture of the full body. Right. Um, And definitely like one of the things with performing in a theme park, especially like even versus a stage show is that like people are taking photographs of you from all angles all the time. Mm -hmm. So you're like conscious of, of gesturing in ways that always look like the character or look appropriate, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, I feel it seems like you probably have to be much more animated in a life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's it's almost more, you know, and I guess it probably depends on the film, but um, but yeah, we are seeing you in a much more detailed way on screen. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, where somebody watching you is not going to see like your, your micro uh, expressions in your face. You know, yeah. So it's like a little bit goes a long way in film. Is kind of what it seems like. And with yeah. live, you really have to like really express and really put it out there and really live it in your body and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like coming from like a dance and movement background and stuff. You know, growing up in theater, as I mentioned it for the fiftieth time. Um, mm-hmm. You know. I feel comfortable in that. So I feel like I'm even now, even though I've worked on camera like professionally for several years now, you know, I think I got my first commercial in 2016. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, it's still like a work in progress to me hmm. because, you know, it's kind of like being a painter and like really getting better and better dexterity with your brushes. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like there's just always stuff to work on and refine and, and, you know, it's just so much, <laughs> it's so much less easy than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can, I can only imagine that's definitely something that's a skill set that, that I don't have. That's for sure. Um, it's reserved for a, a very certain kind of person, a special kind of person, you know, um, but that that's cool, you know. I've always kind of wondered the difference on a on a personal level between you know versus like a theater type of performance in a film. Well, so that's, and very then cool. even like to do something for you know your phone, like TikTok or Facebook. Mm-hmm. I I mean that's its own medium too because you know um, it could be just your full body and filling the screen. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, you're using everything in your body to gesture with it. And also, like, people could be scanning through, scrolling through without um, hearing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's just so many levels to it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's probably really project-based. I mean, or, you know, it's, it's very um, scene-specific. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you did a lot of musical stuff. Is that kind of how you got into the singing realm of things? Because um, one thing that you're really, really amazing at is you're a great uh, vocalist, especially oh. in, in jazz. This kind of seems to be your forte, right? Just jazz? Yeah. Yeah, nice. that's what I like. I think, um, you know, I just heard someone mention it like two days ago on another podcast I was listening to, but there were these tapes of MGM um, musicals. They were like clips from MGM musicals called That's Entertainment that came out Mm. like probably in the 90s. Mm. And I had so much energy and couldn't sit still. And I remember I was at my great aunt's house who was like, you know, 80 years old and she put them on for me to watch so they could have a conversation in the other room. And Mm -hmm. I saw Judy Garland do the number Get Happy from the movie Summerstock. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. You know, I was just yeah. in love with those old school musicals and yeah, just like obsessed with doing that and doing plays and everything. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Musicals were something that had to really grow on me throughout my oh. life. Like I was, I was never initially 
into musicals. Like I've always been into music. I've been very musically inclined my whole life. I've played music for a long time. But something about um, the connection of the two, it's like it really had to be something special for me to really get into it, you know? Do you have one that um, you find acceptable? Oh, no. Nowadays, I love them. You know what I mean? Like okay. nowadays, I it clicked for me at a certain point, and I'm a big fan of musicals now. There's like so many musicals that I watch now that uh, I would have been embarrassed to tell people I watched in the past for some reason. I don't know why. You know, it was like a it was a weird mental block. Maybe I had to um, stop taking yeah. things so seriously at a certain point in my life. I don't know what it was. Well, I think but, even like for some reason, like my dad and my brother were like, we don't really care for this. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then actually I would say like one of the tests (laughs) when Marty and I were dating was, um, one of my friends had just moved to LA who I'd been friends with in New York, like probably like 14 years before. Mm -hmm. And, um, Annie was playing at the Hollywood bowl that summer. Okay. And we were like, oh my gosh, Leah Salonga's in it. And she's like, she was the singing voice of Jasmine in the animated movie Aladdin. Okay. But she nice. was also like in the original Miss Saigon on Broadway. And like, she's just amazing. Nice. Yeah. We were like, we have to go to this. And then I also made Marty come with us. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, uh, he had to sit through Annie at the Hollywood bowl, <laughs> a little girl like saying maybe or tomorrow. And he's like, yeah. okay, so is that, is that like the equivalent of like a touchdown for like musical theater? I'm like, Pretty close. <laughs> yeah. He made it through, though. Did he like yeah, it? Yeah, he the, made at, it. it, it um, by the end? <laughs> he was a good sport about it. He's nice. never he's never brought it up since. So. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that Annie's one of my top ones. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but You never know. <laughs> you never know. You know what I mean? Maybe I just need to see the right one. But, um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely been... Uh, there's definitely been some in... in the coming of years that have really opened my eyes to it. I'm really into like rock operas. I think rock operas are really mm, cool. Um, yeah. I love Have you the, heard Bat Boy? The... No. Okay. That's a cool one. It's a good one. Nice. Oh, actually, I'm going to be doing a musical version of The Craft in the new really? year at oh, the Majestic wow. Rep downtown. Yeah. That's cool. What um, What is the date on that? Um, I think it's going to run like for like two months starting. Wow. I, I don't know if it's January 13th or it's at the end of January, but. Okay. Yeah. Definitely going to go see that. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I think that'll be really fun. And it's been a while for me since I've been in a show like that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to kind of do that and keep shooting videos and training and doing stuff during the day. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Are you doing much? Um, are you doing much singing gigs lately? Um, I kind of took a break, I guess, like unintentionally when the video stuff started taking off in August. Mm-hmm. Um, over the summer, I was doing a show at Lavo at the Palazzo on Sunday nights, a supper mm-hmm. club show called Soiree. And then um, kind of around the, the time, like, the mask came back, I think they were probably like, maybe people singing in this restaurant while people are eating isn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that kind of happened. Um, and, yeah, and then kind of the videos have just bet were more of a focus after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine, you know, with the success of the videos, you know, it kind of probably become a priority at some point for sure. Yeah. And I think it's great. I, I love singing live. Um, but you know, I think like the work that you put into it to do like three 45 minute sets, Mm -hmm. I personally need to buy a lighter sound system to bring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into that for sure. Well, and especially, you know, doing a lot of restaurant gigs like you were, um, they can be kind of hard to do. Like I did quite a handful of them when I was a little bit younger with a a trio in Pocatello, Idaho. Oh, Um, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which was super, super fun. Um, But some nights were really, 
more or less not demoralizing, but kind of like I left feeling like not real happy about what I was doing. You know, because you know, like n- when those nights when nobody really cares what you're doing and yeah. like you just did something really great and you don't get a single clap or something because oh, people yeah. are too interested in their food or yeah. sometimes I just walked away like, what am I doing? Like, you know. Yeah. It's, for some reason, like that doesn't even bother me that much when no really? one's paying attention to me because mm. I'm like just having fun for myself. Oh, cool. Yeah. But, but. Three 45-minute sets is a lot of energy output for a a human being, I think. Like, more than I realized. And maybe that's also, like, my age or because I had, like, a year and a half off from COVID or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, No, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. For sure. So, I want to continue performing and I think I just need to, like, find the right bounds where it doesn't feel... Um, you know, tiring. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I'm sure with your upcoming, uh, you know, appearances with the craft and whatnot, I'm sure that's really going to kind of get your chops back up to probably where you want. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm actually going to be like the magic shopkeeper and then a bunch of other kind of like smaller characters, but they sent me the score and it's broken into vocal parts and we're all kind of singing throughout and i think that's just going to be a blast yeah no that's really really cool i'm i'm super excited for that well remind me and we'll definitely plug that again so people can you know if they're in the area they can go see um because i'll probably forget (laughs) but um so i guess kind of take me back a little bit to like a younger self and you know what were the original kind of inspirations for you to get into performing Yeah. So I said like those, that's entertainment, uh, VHS tapes, shout out to, uh, right. Right. (laughs) The old MGM musicals. Um, you know, I think, so when I was a kid, like my parents really wanted me to be in sports, which totally makes sense because I'm like tall and kind of athletic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I liked it, but I, man, I had like a hard time losing, um, (laughs) or like, yeah. You know, and I think, too, when you're a kid, like, they probably rotate that stuff around so people don't just feel like they're losing all the time or <laughs> winning all the time. Yeah. Um, But I remember, I think my mom took me to see, like, Hello, Dolly at a local high school. And then for some reason, I was like, let's go sit in the balcony that no one was sitting in. And I'm, like, dancing around while I'm watching these people. Hmm. And I think... It was kind of just like love at first sight. Like I love, I think the intense amount of energy that you have to put forth to like perform on stage like that and move Mm -hmm. your body and sing with other people. Um, And I started doing plays in community theater probably when I was like in third or fourth grade. Nice. And um, yeah. I and then in eighth grade I went to performing arts high school, um, Orange County High School of the Arts. They cool. started having seventh and eighth grade, so I went in eighth grade, and I went there for two years. And I transferred to another performing arts high school that was at a regular school, so I could kind of have the best of both worlds. And that hmm. was Academy for the Performing Arts in Huntington Beach, okay. um, California. Um, but yeah, I was basically going from school to play rehearsal, you know, till about 930 at night from probably in fourth or fifth grade. Wow. That's, um, that's a lot to ask of a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I mean, I couldn't stand being at home and I, you know, I, I'm like was social butterfly. I wanted to be out with other people Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I wanted to be a professional actor when I was a kid, but my parents, like we lived outside of LA and LA County. My parents kind of lived near Long Beach, Lakewood area. Mm. Um, but yeah, they were like, we're not driving you to LA for auditions all the time. Like there's mm-hmm. no way that's not going to be our life. Go through that traffic every time. Yeah. Every single day. <laughs> exactly. And now, yeah. like now that I'm adult and drive, I'm like, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah, that traffic um, is no joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
seriously. But yeah, so that was kind of my outlet. And I couldn't wait to be done with school and just be out working. And um, I went to AMDA, American Musical and Dramatic Academy in New York, like straight after high school. Nice. I did four semesters just all the way through. And then I graduated and like started working, doing musicals nice. out in New York City. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so you did you grow up, like were you born and raised in Southern California? Yeah, I nice. was. Yeah. In Orange County then? Yeah, it's LA County, but like right by Orange County. Yeah. Okay. My, okay. my so it was just are... that specific high school in Orange County that yeah. you went to. Okay. Mm hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So how long did you live in New York for then? Like six and a half years. Nice. Just just constantly working and performing? You know, it was like it was a little up and down. My first um year, a little more than a year out of school was really great. Like I graduated in February two thousand seven. And um immediately I had a couple months until stuff started, but I booked back-to-back -back productions of Little Shop of Horrors playing Audrey. Mm, nice. Um, upstate New York. And then I went to Wichita, Kansas. Mm. Um, I love that part. I love that musical. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, she gets to build her face off and be funny and cute and sweet. Yeah. Um, and then I booked a non-union tour of Guys and Dolls right after that. Cool. And I was Adelaide, which is like one of the two female leads on, on that I was like the youngest person in the cast. Hmm. And then I went, um, I turned 21 during that time. I came to Vegas for my 21st birthday. Hmm. Saw Bette Midler because nice. <laughs> I'm really cool. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm so cool. Yeah. Um, and then I did the producers right after that. And then um, I said no to like the next contract that was offered to me. Yikes. It was something in my mouth, my You're own good. hair. Um because my brother was getting married and then like basically that was 2008. So wow. Um yeah, then kind of 2009 was um I think a slower year I was living there just because I do think like you know there were so many less shows even in the city. Mm. Um I did like a couple things that year. I did singing in the rain. I worked at um Ogunquit Playhouse in Maine three summers in a row. Nice. Um, I loved it up there. And then uh, my last summer up there, I did Sunset Boulevard with Stephanie Powers. I don't know if you would know who that is. She's one of the TV I, show Heart to Heart. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was a cool show. And then I went um, off to Ohio for four months and I did like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I did White Christmas. Hmm. And then I kind of, um, after that, had gone back to New York, but I had to audition for something in LA for a show in California. Um, and yeah, I would say like 2011, I was kind of like playing with the idea of moving back to California just because New York is such a great place to live, but it's such a hard place to live. And what do you I mean? So, um, well, for me, like, because I just went to like a month ago, it really is so far from the West Coast. Yeah, it you is. know, and yeah. and I don't think I even grasped this totally when I was younger and I was living there. But our country, I mean, we could be four countries. Yeah. Just how big our country is and just the different kind of like cultures and weathers right. and everything. Yeah. Culturally, um, we, we definitely we could be multiple different countries just culturally yeah yeah totally and you know i love the culture of new york but it is so freaking expensive to live there mm -hmm. and um i mean in 2008 i got a studio apartment that was 1650 that i could not like afford if i didn't have help from my parents you know mm -hmm. and i was working all the time yeah um, and when I wasn't doing theater, I was like picking up other jobs like catering or doing whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just such an expensive place to live. And I think I think, too, at that time, because I felt like that and I was being helped by my parents, I felt like I really needed to achieve something. Otherwise, I was like wasting their money, my own money, you know. 
Yeah. And I almost think that that pressure that I put on myself made it impossible for me to like enjoy it after a while. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, so I think I was just like far away from my support system. I mean, my back was hurting just because. So when you are kind of like doing the audition circuit in New York, like I would probably have like a pair of regular high heels to sing in, uh, you know, ballet shoes, tap high heels, regular dance high heels, like multiple outfits to change into a big binder of my music and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And you kind of just like leave your house like that. Like you're a turtle or a little pack rat, like every single day. Mm, And you're like, great. I'm going to wake up at five. I'm going to put on my makeup. I'm going to run down there, sign in for these auditions. Um, I'm going to warm up on the street, (laughs) change in the bathroom when they open the building, make sure they honor this unofficial list that I've been waiting out here outside. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, do your audition, run somewhere else, audition somewhere else, dance, get sweaty, and then like go to your night job to make money, you know? And um, I think it taught me to work really hard. But I think it was also like it was just tough after a while. Mm-hmm. Would you and say? Was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I think like part of it too. When I was thinking about California, I'm like, it would just be nice to like keep all this stuff in my car mm-hmm. <laughs> and not have it on my back. Yeah. Would you say that um that that kind of audition you know acting culture is maybe a little different in New York versus uh. California or like, what are the kind of differences that you've experienced? Um, well, because New York is so much stage. Um, I think it's a little easier to get seen in some ways in New York, Mm. because if you went to a dance call, um, they might have 30 people in the room at a time but they can see everyone and mm-hmm. it when you know when you're acting or you're auditioning for something that's more principle based um it can be a struggle to even get in the room mm-hmm. to have a representative vouch for you who's got a good enough reputation that they can get you in there yeah um so that's a big big thing i think like people in la a And I think this is like a thing that takes time, but um, being laid back and kind of having it built into your life, but maybe not trying to schedule so many things in one day if you don't have to, because it is so hard to drive around to different areas and stuff Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think some people are just a little more like relaxed about it and they kind of plant around like all right i know i'm a commercial actor and i go to these different studios to audition so mainly i need to live near sunset boulevard and echo park or whatever you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i think people are a little smarter about it there cool yeah that's super interesting it makes sense though you know it definitely makes sense with just based on the medium of entertainment that you're auditioning for yeah and i feel like Maybe, you know, I don't know. There's there's things that I miss about New York, but I just can't imagine, like, living there again in a crappy apartment and, like, mm-hmm. struggling so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's coming from somebody who who's lived so long in California, <laughs> you know, <sighs> which is insanely expensive, you know. Um, that's yeah. really That's really saying something for sure. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I've, I've known, I've known quite a few people that, uh, have the, that moved up to New York to, to either work in, you know, in film or entertainment in any way. And I just don't know how they do it. It's just insane, you know? Well, yeah, I think if I could have like toughed it out, I probably could have had a great career there, but Mm -hmm. you know, I chose to graduate at such a young age and then, um, you know, because I was 20 when I started working, 
And I think it's just hard. It's hard, especially when you're young to be patient, I think. Mm -hmm. And to like realize like things are a process. And I also like, you know, a big thing is people getting the opportunity to get to know you and then feeling like they can trust you. Um, where I think like maybe when you're starting out auditioning, you think like, oh, they just made a snap decision about me and clearly I'm not it. Mm -hmm. But it's so many more things than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, patience is certainly something that we don't have when we're younger and yeah. something that you desperately need in this industry, that's for sure. So there's so many yeah. ups and so many downs. It's just you... You really have to learn how to be patient and weather the storm, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I'm still trying to learn that, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a, I yeah, it's a constant thing. I still have my emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's completely understandable. Um, so what, what brought you to Vegas then? So... I met my fiancé, Marty. Um, I did a show... Um, up in Reno at the El Dorado Casino mm -hmm. and Silver Legacy, and um, we were a rock a rock tribute kind of show. Rock and Roll Experience was the name of the show, and I was the MC and lead singer. And Marty works for a cannabis company, Reef Dispensaries, mm -hmm. and he has been with that company since their inception. And then he moved up there to open their stuff in Reno. Okay. And a guy who worked for him at one of the dispensaries up there was also a DJ. And so he would DJ, um, when our band went off stage. Hmm. And so Marty would come hang out like once a week in the club where we had the show. And I saw him for like, months and months and then i was like going through a breakup with some jerk in la and i'm like i'm gonna call this townie and see if he'll take me out to lunch and he did nice um yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then the show ended and we were long distance and i was like hey don't you think you could transfer to vegas and be so much closer to la and um he did in may of 2019 and then probably from then up until the pandemic, I was driving back and forth almost every single week to LA. Wow. Yeah, I was doing um, an all-female band at Knott's Berry Farm in the summer of 2019, the Suffragettes. And then I did, um, yeah, the 50th anniversary of the Haunted Mansion. And then I learned Green Army. And we were, and I also at this time was, um, copywriting for a startup brand for pedos on mondays mm. and i would go into meetings with them on mondays and write commercial content for them throughout the week mm -hmm. yeah so i was just kind of like still based in la we were waiting for his company to sell and we thought we we're gonna move back to la as soon as as soon as that happened mm -hmm. um but yeah i was glad to meet Wes out here and Jay and make, you know, I think we made our first short, the X, Y, Z and me. I want to, yeah, we must have made it Valentine's day, 2020, just before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, I wasn't on that shoot with you guys, but, uh, but yeah, um, that was probably around the time that maybe a little bit after that, when I met you for the first time, something like that. Yeah. Which has been which has been great here at Simple Equations, but um, yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. So, are you think you're gonna be? Do you think you're you're here for the long term, or do you think at some point you will move move back to LA? I now do not want to move back to LA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if I had a really great job there, then of course I would. I'm lucky that like my parents still live out near there, so. Um, Actually, like for the past couple of weeks, um, I've been auditioning for a lot of commercials again, self-tape. I mm. think I've had one almost every day wow. um, last week, and I just got one like right before we got on here. So wow. 
Um, definitely like if I book those things, I'm down to go home. And when I work at Disney and do like special event for them or, or, um, sub in on green army, I'll stay with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love it here now. Yeah. Yeah. It's much more, it's, it's much more livable. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And we ended up, um, buying a house last year. We were going to have our wedding and instead, we bought a house out here and I had savings because the last couple of years I was living in LA, like when I was doing the band show and everything, I was traveling a lot. So I moved back in with my parents mm-hmm. and um, my last year, my parents were like, you should just see if you can buy something in Vegas. You'll like never afford anything here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, And I love it. I mean, I love the community of people here. I think, you know, I'm still doing performance gigs and corporate events and stuff like that and working with you guys at Simple Equations, which I love. And, um, you know, now the network with Rick Locks and them. And yeah, there's just so much here. It's so much easier to get around. And wow, it's like so cool to have a house. It really shocks me because I thought it was just going to be extremely broke forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the industry is changing a lot. So, you know, you can live in places like Vegas and still do what you want to do with your life. You know, um, the, 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 the business models really is really changed in a lot of ways. So, you're not necessarily geographically locked to a certain place as much anymore. Yeah. Obviously, you know, <clears throat> like a large amount of work is still in those geographic locations, LA or New York or something. Um, but it's so much easier to to live where you want to live, you know, within reason. Obviously, you can't, you know... Um, you don't move back to small town Idaho. Like I've thought about a couple times, you know, (laughs) but like, you don't think it would work. I mean, you know, I probably could because a lot of the stuff that I do is, is remote, but, um, I, I I need to be somewhat close to, um, work that I can at least travel to within a reasonable amount of time, that type of stuff, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, there's so many things that, that, that we can do on our own now, you know, with with the, the way technology has, uh, has has progressed, um, and the the barrier of entry is 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 not quite as intense anymore. It feels like, um, and so you know it's it's definitely possible to do a lot more independently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, another thing that I was doing. I guess like right before the pandemic, I was like hosting the food and wine on Sundays. I would go to my acting class in Burbank on Monday morning and then go over to Culver City and do that meeting on Monday afternoon. Mm. And like just the driving from those projects and stuff was mm-hmm. like kicking my butt. Um, That's you know, a long drive. Think- <laughs> yeah. Like going out to LA, working a day, then like driving from long beach up to Burbank to Culver city back to long beach and rush hour traffic. It was Mm, just like crazy. Um, and I think, you know, that has been one of the amazing things that came out of the pandemic and out of the last year is just, yeah, maybe, um, it's kind of like that thing. Like maybe this meeting could have been an email or like maybe this meeting could have been a zoom call or Mm -hmm. maybe this audition could have been a self tape. Yeah. Because it's like, I used to, I mean, drive sometimes two hours each way for like a 30 second commercial audition. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So, yeah, it's crazy. It's just really no need for it anymore. I mean, yeah. The internet's an amazing thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be the big studios and stuff that we would need to go to, you know, especially somebody in your position would need to go to. But yeah, I mean, like, why can't you live in Vegas and and audition through the internet? Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So is there, um, you mentioned a little bit like you're you're starting to do some more work with Disney, but other than that, um, and other than, you know, the network, what other kind of projects do you have going on right now? 
Well, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna be doing the craft. I think that and the craft, yes, of course, yeah. Um, November twentieth. Um, I would say like the biggest project has been my house. Yeah, which is not exactly um a creative project, but well, I mean, I guess a, a performance related creative project. Yeah, but um, that's been a big part of like the last year for me. Like we bought a house that. Um, I mean, we scraped the ceilings from popcorn and mm-hmm. redid two bathrooms and put in new flooring and just like basically everything except down to the studs. Um, we like had no kitchen for like four months and we're like yeah. washing our dishes outside with the hose and everything. Wow. So it looks beautiful now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But that's that's been cool. That was like a crazy thing to go through. Um Yeah, I would love to, you know, I was playing duo before with Sean Carbone Mm -hmm. um, on guitar for some steakhouse stuff, restaurant stuff. And I would love to do some more of that again, Mm -hmm. the jazz stuff. Um, Yeah, keep him him busy with videos and, and, you know, I did pick up um, my quarantine hobby was like, learning some martial arts i kind of thought cool since i had done the stunt show for disney before like that would be a really good thing for me to do so i ended up going to wes's friend philip's studio k-star here mm-hmm. uh, i think starting last june so uh i really like doing that that's a lot of fun nice yeah very very cool um more of a kind of um subjective question is what do you think you know for somebody like you um who does so many different things and have done some really really amazing things what what do you consider to be success for you because i know that that is a very kind of subjective term and it means a little bit different to, it means a little bit something different to everybody and like and w- what is that for you and where do you kind of see yourself you know, kind of ending up in the in the long term. That is a big question. Um, you know, like if I'm being totally honest, um, well, this was fun because I listened to Wes's interview a few days ago and then I was kind of like thinking back on like, what have I done? Because it almost feels like after... <laughs> After you get through something, like, and not that every show or every job or every period of your life is, like, a struggle, but it's almost, like, even things that were hard or, like, that you really wanted to achieve, like, I feel like you just kind of forget about them afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, what's the next thing I have to do? Right. Um. I think for me, I would like to feel a little more financial stability. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm working on that. And um, it's hard because I think sometimes I'm like, I'm 34 and I feel like I should have like, I don't know what kind of career, like maybe this vision of like 1950s, like you get a job and then you work there and you mm-hmm. get your pension and then you retire. And it's just never going to be like that. And it's so up and down. And I'm like, wow, to have something more consistent would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like my interests like change and that I'm interested in different things. So I want to pursue those. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think like my ultimate, ultimate goal is I... I would love to be someone who's like the Lucille ball of my generation and just make people laugh. Yeah. I love that more than anything. I would love to do some kind of iconic character that, um, you know, people resonate with. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some days I think, man, that would be a lot of work. (laughs) You know, it probably would be, um, or at least a lot of work to get there. But um, it's very obvious that you're doing that hard work, you know. So um, 
the, tra- the your trajectory is in that direction. So like, you know, um, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, you can certainly feel confident in knowing that that's what you're going for. Cause you're working hard every day and sure. Like, you know, like, don't we all want to be a little bit more financially stable for sure. We all want something, you know, we want a, a more, we, we like to know at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, that we're financially, we're going to be good. We're going to be set. We're yeah. not going to have to worry about anything. Um, <clears throat> And with the exception of people who get really lucky, you really have to work for it. You have to work for it really yeah. hard. And, yeah. and, and um, you know, you chose the entertainment industry, which is cutthroat and extremely difficult to succeed in. <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's what you get when you follow your dreams. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, but no, I think it's, you know, I think, I think you're doing all the right things. Um, you're supremely talented, you know, and I think that, um, that you'll definitely get to where you're going. That's for damn sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. yeah, of course. Um, I guess that kind of brings us towards the end a little bit. Thanks so much for, 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 for doing this. Um, where can people find you and follow you and support you and all that good stuff? Cool. So on Instagram, I'm my name at Elaine underscore Hayhurst. And I just started launching my own Facebook page through uh, the network. And that page is Zany Laney. So if anyone can check that out and give it a like, I would super appreciate that. Um, We're still on Mr. Amazing sometimes. So can check us out there on Facebook as well. Nice. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, um, yeah, um, I guess that, I guess that kind of wraps it up. Um, I felt like I, I'm sitting here. I'm like, I forgot to, I forgot to ask something. <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll have you back for part two and I'll ask you then. <laughs> okay, great. And I'll, I'll tell you the dates for the the craft and I'm super excited about that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yep. That's, I think that's what it was. Yeah. So it's going to be at Majestic Repertory Theater. It's in downtown Las Vegas. And it looks like okay. the first preview is January 11th. Wow. It's only a couple yeah. months away. Yeah. It's coming up I quick. Know, I'm excited. You excited? That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Yeah, of course. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I'm sure they did. And um, When yeah. do I get to interview you for your podcast? Um. Whenever you want, I guess. <laughs> but, okay, uh, cool. Yeah. We cool. Well, that. um, that's it for this week, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, Elaine, thanks for doing this. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys later. Okay. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Thanks. All right. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. It was incredibly insightful i gained a lot from it i think coming from somebody like me who's never really been uh in the acting world in any way shape or form uh when it comes to performing arts it's either me as a musician or um behind the scenes you know in uh visual entertainment and so it was really really cool to get a perspective from the talent um and I'm so glad that that she was able to come on, uh, especially with her having a little COVID spell at the house. Uh, luckily, everyone's healthy. Everyone's good. Everyone's going to recover. Everything's going to be good, which is the most important thing. Um, but it was just nice of her to hop on Zoom and, and, and knock this out when we could. So uh, thank you, Elaine, for that. Thank you all for listening. Uh, before I let you go, let me tell you once again about Simple Equations Media. We are a full-service audio and video production company located here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pre-production through post-production. Any audio or film production needs that you have, we can help you out with. Also, make sure to check out Dreaming in F Minor on Facebook and on Instagram at Dreaming in F Minor. But that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for bearing with my cracking voice. Um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Sometimes allergies come in. I spent the whole last weekend outside, so got a whole lot of outdoor allergens in my system. 
and uh, causes a little bit of excess stuff. So, um, yeah, thank you all for listening once again. I love you all very much. Um, if you're still listening, you're the reason I do this. So, thank you guys very much, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you.